0: During the course of a cold call, prospects are secretly asking themselves four questions. Question one, should I pay attention? Question two, is this interesting? Question three, do I trust you even a little bit? Question four, should I continue the conversation? If the answer to the first question, should I pay attention, is yes, congratulations, you move on to the second question. If the answer to the second question, is this interesting, is yes, you move on to the third question. If the answer to the third question, do I trust you, is yes, you move on to the final question, should I continue the conversation? If at any point the answer to any of those questions is no, the conversation ends. Sometimes this happens within seconds, sometimes minutes. So how do you stack the odds in your favor for getting a yes to each of those questions? Let me tell you a story. Several months ago, I got a killer cold call from Kendra over at Gravy Solutions. What I want to do is read you the transcript of the cold call and the psychology of how she got a yes to each question. So the first question is, should I pay attention? Your prospects are not expecting your call. So if you sound like every other salesperson, hi, Josh, my name is James, I'm calling with Acme, and the reason for my call is, you're not going to get their attention because brains are pattern-recognizing machines. And if they recognize the pattern, they're not going to burn any calories on it. So here's what Kendra did to get a yes to the first question, should I pay attention? I'm in the car, phone rings, put her on Bluetooth, and Kendra says this in a very upbeat and friendly tone. Hey, Josh, it's Kendra from Gravy. I didn't expect you to pick up. Sorry for the noise. I'm calling you from the Starbucks drive through <laughs> See that? That is a little bit different. That is definitely going to get my attention because I've never heard that before. So I responded, "Uh, hey, Kendra from Gravy, uh, what are you drinking? And she stayed in the moment here for a while. She goes, an Americano. It's amazing. And then I said, sounds delicious. Uh, What can I do for you? And now the second question, is this interesting? So what do prospects find interesting? Two things. They want to move away from something no good, very bad, and terrible that can hurt them, or they want to move towards something they want. Of the two, moving away from something terrible, no good, and very bad is much more motivating to prospects. We know from Daniel Kettleman's prospect theory, which won the Nobel Prize in economics in 2021, that fear of loss is twice as powerful as the pleasure of equivalent gain. It's called loss aversion. So listen to what Kendra does to twist the knife on me losing something, in this case, revenue. I call this twisting the knife. What terrible, no good, very bad thing happens if your prospect does nothing. So I'm gonna rewind the call. We're going to start at part one. Should I pay attention? And then we're going to roll right into part two. Is this interesting? So part one, hey, Josh, Kendra with gravy. I didn't expect you to pick up. I'm actually at Starbucks. I apologize for the noise. Me, hey, Kendra with gravy. What are you drinking? Kendra, an Americano. It's amazing. Me, sounds delicious. What can I do for you? Here's part two. Is this interesting? Kendra, Josh, I have no idea about your situation, but many course creators we work with say they're losing about 10 to 15% of their revenue every single month from failed credit card payments. If you don't mind me asking, how are you recovering failed payments for your badass guide today? Okay, out of role play for a second. See what she's doing? She's twisting the knife. She's illuminating the cost of an action, losing 10 to 15% of my revenue every single month. That hurts. That's twisting the knife. Because again, humans hate losing. So that's going to make me Interested, because remember, prospects are only interested in two things: moving away from something that can hurt them, moving towards something that they want. Okay, so this is how I responded. I don't have failed payments, Kendra, but thanks for calling. And then Kendra said this: "I'm sorry, no failed payments." With a slight uptone, as if to say, "Tell me more." Chris Voss of Never Split the Difference fame calls this mirroring, and it is a magical technique to get more information. So I responded and I said, yeah, that's right. I I don't have any failed payments. Payments for my guide are processed through Stripe. And here's Kendra fishing to see if there's even a problem, not assuming there's a problem. She said this, sounds like you're running failed payment reports pretty frequently in Stripe. Chris Voss calls this labeling. What she's doing is she's taking an educated guess as to my current situation. Here's the interesting thing about labels. If you're wrong, if you mislabel, people will correct you. Why? I know from Chris Voss, and I agree with him, that people love correcting other people, but they don't like being corrected. So I said, yeah, um, hmm, I'm actually not sure. I don't think I run failed payment reports in Stripe. Using mirrors and labels ticks the box on the third question, do I trust you? In this world of products and services that pretty much do the same thing, trust is a differentiator. And because Kendra isn't trying to persuade me in any way, she's simply planting a seed of doubt and letting me draw my own conclusions, she's building trust. And she gets to go to the final question, which is, should I continue the conversation? Now, notice what Kendra does here. She doesn't ask for a meeting because she doesn't even know if I have a problem yet. So I said to her, "Um, I'm not sure. I don't think I actually log into Stripe and look at failed payment reports. And Kendra says this to answer yes to the final question, should I continue the conversation? Josh, if you'd like, I can send you instructions on how to check for failed payments in Stripe so you can determine if this is an issue for you. And with that simple statement, Kendra earned the right to send me an email and I felt obligated to respond. She did send me an email a few minutes later Great instructions on how to log into Stripe. I checked, and it turns out I didn't have failed payments, so it wasn't a fit. But that's okay. Solutions have no value without problems. And Kendra knows she's for some people, but she's not for everyone. Knowing how to talk with prospects who have very little interest in talking with you is a good skill to master. But you can't do that with that traditional cold-calling approach that's focused on persuading. You have to lean back, listen, Poke the bear and go where the conversation takes you without having expectations. To get better at starting conversations with skeptical prospects, check out my Poke the Bear cold calling course at joshbraun.com slash shop.